Yo, this is another episode of Invite the Neighbors DIY Podcast. I'm Brian Porter, one of your hosts. Um, my co-host, Benny, will be on when the actual episode starts after this beautiful little intro. But this podcast was, um, we were joined by Vile um, from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, and we talked about their record, Grow Up, which was out, I think, in 2019. And it's gotten a lot of you know positive feedback. Benny's a big fan. I enjoyed it. I especially enjoyed their music video um, for one of their songs. I can't remember which song, but you can check that out um, on their Twitter. You know, they're on Spotify, Bandcamp. They got merch on Bandcamp, so go check them out. Vile, V-I-A-L. You'll be able to find them. And, you know, we talked about how not to hit on people in the DIY community or just how not to hit on people in general. Um, Some of the cringeworthy ways in which people interact with each other. You know, this podcast is part music discussion, part human behavior analysis, basically. And we got a little bit into, like, geography, which is a new new frontier for this podcast. So, you know, but, you know, but going off on stream of consciousness tangents is not new whatsoever for this podcast. If you've listened to any episodes, you know that. Um, So, yeah, I, I had a good time. This was the second episode where I was joined by Benny. Things have been going really well. I don't anticipate that slowing down um big things big things coming for the podcast um if you want to support us um you can go to patreon.com slash invite the neighbors um any pledge helps you know whether it's 25 cents a month you know if enough people do that you know then maybe we can start doing more episodes you know um i try not to i don't take any profit away from any of that it all goes towards the podcast and i will find a way to always make sure that goes into the podcast um so without further ado um here's the episode with vile from minneapolis oh and one last thing um follow the podcast on twitter at itn pod and on instagram at invite the neighbors thank you and that's how you know it's official scary yeah cartoon bear (laughs) says now recording but uh yeah so nice to uh meet your guys's you know the three katie's and uh rat snack 420 okay oh sorry uh i am kate i am rat snack 420 okay Um, (laughs) i have no explanation i made my discord like a month ago so just vibing I think you win the award for best username I've encountered so far. So congratulations. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so your guys, let's name your band is Vile, which I will say in the intro of the podcast. So, but you're Vile f- and from Minneapolis, I believe. Yes. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. Um, yeah. I just recently interviewed a band from the, uh, St. Paul is is that the other twin city? Yeah, that is. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we're we're in Michigan and I've never been to Minnesota, so I'm, you know, not the best geographically, but That's fine. Doesn't matter. We're, we're all on the internet. But um Yeah, I so you guys are a relatively new band, I believe, and the reason I you guys came on my radar is because I saw I was just on Twitter lurking around, you know, um, and I saw the music video you guys did for, I don't remember what the name of the song was, but it was like a scream parody. It seemed like it was like a horror. Uh, it was rough. Oh, rough. That was yeah. my beautiful face. You saw. 
Okay. Yeah, I was that gave me the lulls, so I thought that was pretty cool. So I thought, you know, when the time is right, I'll hit them up and happy to be here. So Yeah, nice to be here. Thanks for having us. Hell yeah. Benny, if you want to go. So all right. I have been listening to Grow Up on Loop for probably the past three or four days. Oh, hell yeah. Just real quick, I must say, that record is so, excuse my language, freaking good. (laughs) (laughs) That's so nice. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm just going to say this right now. If y'all ever want to swing through Michigan, I can get like a really dope show set up for that. But anyways, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's really, really dope. There was one question. There was a question I really wanted to ask based on the record itself Mm -hmm. is that going through it. And trust me, I mean, everything that I say with the most optimism in me because the record is so dope. There are, I can hear a million different influences that all somehow work together very, very well. So I was just kind of like wondering what y'all's influences are like musically, lyrically, things of that nature, because I'm hearing a lot of stuff. Well, thank you. Um, I, um, I know I'm so huge... sorry if you can you hear this dog barking in the background? Yeah, but it kind of adds to the it gives it character. So, you know, <laughs> I, I don't mind sorry, a dog. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Taylor, you're the main songwriters. What are you up to? I guess for me, um, man, I guess. It really depends on the song. I'll be jamming on a specific playlist of the day, and then at the end of the day, it'll just be a culmination of basically all the songs <laughs> I heard. But I guess specifically, it probably would be like, can, can I say naughty words? Okay. Um, mannequin pussy, as well as like bikini kill is really cool. Um, Beach Bunny rocks, uh, all that kind of good stuff. That. Can you re- can you repeat the question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just wondering because uh, influences like... for a thousand, Alex. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> you said in probably about five words what it would have taken my brain to say in probably about thirty. So, yeah, <laughs> just looking for like influences, stuff like that, musically, lyrically. Okay. Um. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> I know I'm also really influenced, um, like Taylor said, with uh, Bikini Kill. And like, I um, have always been a big fan of like Bratmobile and Seven Year Bitch and that kind of like Riot Girl era. And um, as much as that whole movement had its issues, it was still a really good one and really inspiring to me, even to just start actually playing music. Yeah. I heard a lot. I definitely heard the Bikini Kill influences like that came through very, very clear. Another band that the record reminded me of was have y'all ever heard of the band Axe? No, no, I haven't. They were like Paramore and I was about to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll ask. I'll get into some questions. I'll let you answer first. But the fact that you said Paramore is really funny to me and I'll, I'll explain why. But but go on. Yeah. 
I there is a record by the band X. They released it in I think 1980. It's called Los Angeles, and like just musically, how abrasive some of the music comes across with like the vocals really reminded me of that record a lot. If you haven't heard it, I would definitely recommend it. It is a great listen. Taylor, you got abrasive vocals. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I don't I don't mean that in a bad way. I, hope that no, I was no, just about fine. to say, yeah, it's the funny. whole the whole experience was just abrasive in general. No. That's a huge compliment. Good. <laughs> but you mentioned like Paramore and I I think I like whenever you have like female fronted bands or like full female bands, like I've seen so many like unfortunately like cringe interviews where you know they try to just like make that the band's identity like they you know they put them in the subcategory of like female fronted and rather than just being considered as a band you know what i mean because you never Dude. get that when it's like an all-male band and i think that you hit it you hit so, it yeah that's, that's absolutely obnoxious. yeah so I was, and I'd I just, just like to toss, um, sorry, sorry to oh, interrupt, but I'd like to just toss in that we actually aren't an all-female uh, band. We're an all-femme band, um, but uh, both KT and I are non-binary and our pronouns are they, them, actually. Sweet, sweet. Good to know. Just as uh, that in quick. Thank update. you for mentioning that, Kate. As someone who also is they, them, pronoun exclusive, I am very happy to hear that. <laughs> Hell Yeah. It's funny that you did say that, though, with, like, other interviewers. Uh, we had someone actually ask us if um, we feel as if we're betraying our cause when we play. Oh, all my Good God. <laughs> oh, that was even, so awful. We don't even really have, like, a cause. Like, we're not even, like, not a ton of our music is, like, super feminist. We just happen to be, like, all femme presenting, but people just kind of assume that we're, like, really, like, I don't know. I was just, I heard that and I was like, yo, like we we just like to so rock with our friends. I mean <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. just out here trying to write songs. <laughs> there has to be uh something said for people who see a not all masculine group and especially one that chooses to say hey it's kind of weird that there are so many all masculine groups out here and then just immediately go, ah, they're a full, you know, angry punk band and that's it that's all yeah. they are as musicians and i remember and, when grow up came out a lot of people were like why aren't you guys talking about all of the angry stuff on grow up it's, it's like yeah well, a lot of people were confused by grow up <laughs> see like i i know like because even me i'm just you know just a straight up just boring straight male like you know just regular Dude, pronouns sick. and everything yeah i mean but like the thing is i understand not that i completely get it but i i know that like people will make assumptions about me based on just that you know what i mean they like if i'm gonna be overly i'm like a really emotional really sensitive person you know and uh -huh. you know i mean i think a lot of people are and i think more people are than are willing to admit it you know, mm -hmm. but I, I think that like, it, I can empathize at least with people who are non-binary and the assumptions that are therefore made about them just because like I experience, you know, weird assumptions made about me too. And I just think it's kind of funny. Like it, you know, it doesn't bother me so much as I just find it comical the same way. Like I find it comical when, you know, like you listen to interviews and they ask cringe 
cringeworthy questions like you know those that you mentioned like i almost wanted to ask like so what informed the decision to be an all-female band or you know all femme band as if you like that had anything to do with it at all dude you know, like, i as, could go off right. about that i really could <laughs> i mean we, we got time or like you don't want to <laughs> sacrifice talent or you don't want to sacrifice talent just to have an all femme or they say all yeah. female band or whatever we or originally like, why are you assuming that we're sacrificing talent <laughs> right yeah that's we originally Go we away. had a male drummer at first. Um, it just didn't work out with him. So, and we came across Katie, and we were like, "Dope!" You know, we hopped on. Yeah, it's even better that and we became the Katies, right? <laughs> Plus Taylor. Hey, <laughs> what's your, what's been your experience like? Um, you know, interact like has it, you're actually interacting with people at shows and other bands. Has it been fairly positive? Has have there been any difficulties like speaking in this context? It's I'd say overall it's bad. been really good. The majority is positive for sure. Definitely get a lot of those people who are just like kind of afraid to approach you overall, which is to be honest, like uh, being a dick about like, you know, being femme presenting in a masculine dominated uh career path i guess so yeah people just like don't really talk to us sometimes it's like hey that's dope like as much as we'd love to like you know hang out with the touring bands and that kind of stuff like if they're not cool or comfortable with it like that's fine and i i also feel like a lot of the people do slightly mean things not on purpose though like you know a lot of people i remember at one show um we were setting up our merch and these guys were like, why are they setting up Vile's merch? I don't even think they're here yet. <laughs> and the other guy was like, that is Vile, bro. That's um, just... So he he just didn't know. And I don't think he meant it to be rude and, you know, gross. Right. But there's a lot of stuff that has good intentions, but it just comes off as ignorant. That's why yeah. I think it's like I can make fun of like, that's why it doesn't really bother me so much as it is just kind of hilarious to me that people don't understand, like they don't hear themselves almost. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when, when someone is, you know, they do have well intentions or whatever, they're not trying to be a jerk or they're, or whatever. You know, I think it's important to like point that out to somebody, give someone a chance to like, see how they react after they've been educated on like what they're doing. And then hopefully they realize that and don't get annoying about it. But, I think it's good that you can under at least have something happen to you that's you know less than ideal, but then still have the perspective to uh, to understand that they don't probably mean it the way that it, it comes across. You know what I mean? I think it's it's good that you guys can have that sort of perspective. Mm-hmm. We've also met a lot of really great other femme bands in the scene that have made it a lot easier at least for me personally, to kind of deal with a lot of this shit. Because then, you know, that happens. Oh, this place, this place that we've played like three times actually has like a separate green room for the bands. That's interesting. That's cool. Let me go hang out with, you know, my other friend who is dealing with the same shit and we can relate on that. So that's, that's a nice aspect of it, I guess. The right green, side. With the green room comment, um, just to elaborate on like what that means, we realized at one point that like almost every venue has a green room, um, but very rarely are we like asked to join or asked to come in. Usually, it's um, we notice like it's usually like the host 
um, then like the dude bands and then the touring band that all go in there. And then we're kind of just like, oh, where did all the bands? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, How? so like Benny and I are both musicians. We're both, you know, like in the music scene here in Michigan. And I've had Benny's band Boyfrienders on before. And I've asked, you know, Benny this question, like being like a, a they, them non-binary pronoun person, how much of that goes into like, let me back up a little bit. So like, sometimes I think like there's certain bands that are maybe all femme fronted or, you know, all non-binary where that is a clear cut, like in your face part of their actual identity as a band. And then there's other times where like, the band happens to have those non-binary folk in them, but that's not the identity of the band. And for, for you guys, I'm curious, like how much do you feel just like your, how much of, of that is like a part of the identity of the band or is it really more just about the music and then just who you are as people is just like a coincidence. You know what I mean? I definitely think that it's, it's more about the music for us. Absolutely. Um, we we have a lot like we don't have a lot of political songs or we don't have any songs about gender identity or like anything like that so it's really not that i mean it is important to us for people to know that we are non-binary so that they like um use the correct pronouns and stuff but it's not right it's not we're not pushing it um or anything like that i the reason I joined the band was because it was all femme presenting people. And just because I'd had bad experiences with, you know, being in groups with men in the past and feeling uncomfortable. Uh. And I, it's definitely more about the music than anything, but it, I definitely am more comfortable in a group like this. And also I feel like, we're better, better able to be creative with each other. I definitely agree with that. And I think, I think uh, KT said it really well. And just one little, uh, like, sorry, my brain is farting hard right now. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> while we, like, we don't have any songs about gender and we, we don't push it as much, it still, you know, impacts our entire view of the world and so i think you can notice a lot of small things in our songs um that don't necessarily talk about it outright but the perspective is very different from what you'd get with somebody who hasn't had that life experience trying to write a similar song or yeah, a song i think that's naturally gonna happen you know yeah and i think i respect it either way i think the well you know obviously i think the most important thing is to just have an identity as a band it doesn't have to be about your gender your sexuality or whatever i just what i look for as a consumer of of music and just art in general is something that like knows what it is you know and it it that that's what's most important i think and i think like the like a really good song oftentimes can be you know translated from group to group it could be played by a group that you know, has one identity, then it could be covered by a group that has another, and then it still holds up the same. I kind of look for that personally. And so I think, you know, it doesn't really have to be about that at all. So I'll, being that you guys are more just about the music, I will have some questions about just the music itself. I don't want to make the whole thing about that, you know? Um, cool. So I've kind of looked, and it seems like, you know, you guys have had a, uh, 
pretty quick rise. Like it's, it seems like, you know, you've, it, I'm impressed with, you know, the way you've marketed yourselves and it, you seem to be, you know, going about things like a really business minded way, which, you know, I, as someone who's like in a band, who's like working on his first record, trying to, um, you know, market myself in a similar way. I'm curious, like, did you have any influences from that side of thing? Like, did were there any, maybe any other bands that you saw that you're like maybe emulating in the way that they like present themselves? That's a Taylor question for sure. <laughs> well, um, well, actually, I, um, I didn't, I did actually what I didn't really see a lot of people doing out there, which was um, take a business approach in DIY. Um, so kind of just like, you know, really fending for yourself, but inside the scene, I go to school for music business and I'm almost done with my degree. So I guess I learn everything during the day. And then at home I like, Oh, let's create an EPK based off of the one that we learned in class or like, yeah, let's email a shitload of, uh, you know, publicists and just see if they like what our stuff is. And, um, I guess that's what's been a big thing. I would love to see more bands get into that, but um, I guess a lot of that business stuff usually comes in a little bit later in the careers as opposed to like right away. But yeah, from day one. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I. That stuck out to me first at very first though that you guys seem to be for like from day one. You like, you know, already had like a plan, and that's something that I kind of think that bands should do more of. And I, you know. I think it's cool that you guys basically have that. I admired that. Oh, thank you. That's I think it's cool that you think that because uh, I was gone for most of the summer uh, when we started playing shows and I got, I got back. I was in uh, D.C. for an internship and I got back in end of July and then uh, just got hit by the fan and then has been running and trying to catch up and having the best time while doing it. But it's felt... <laughs> Very crazy. <laughs> in a good way. In a really good way. I don't want that to sound bad. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. See, like, are there... What are some things that, like... Benny, you, you might be able to answer this, too, because Benny is the type that's, like, really savvy when it comes to marketing and, you know, things like that. Are, what are some things that you think that, like, say, like, a band who's just starting out, who's listening to this podcast in the future when it comes out, like, what are some things that not enough bands you think are doing like maybe like simple things that any band can do just to like give themselves more of like a presence yes men honestly i mean um literally whatever we just kind of said yes to everything no matter if it was like it seemed like a super big show or like a super tiny show like every single little connection that we made counted yeah um and like we're still really close with the band that we played our first house show with called Bugsy and we started the exact same time it was a tiny house show but now like they just released a awesome EP and I effing love it but um yeah no just like be open to everything when it first starts like literally just don't have an ego when you first come out like forever friend (laughs) (laughs) you can start making judgments as you go along but like just go into it with an open mind yeah that's something that i've like kind of noticed especially in like so a lot of the bigger bands in this scene aren't from specifically mine and brian's area of michigan but in this area i've noticed that a lot of bands from the get-go are kind of like 
for lack of a better term, think that they're the hot shit, but in a negative way where it's like, oh, I'm too good for this opportunity. I don't need to do that to the point where I quit a band over stuff of that nature because I was just tired of it. Uh And another thing that I feel like is really important in that regard is it's like you can't be afraid to like take calculated risks. I feel because I I, feel like a lot of yeah, I I feel like a lot of bands tend to kind of like err on the side of caution way too often and it's not the most fruitful thing from what I've experienced. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, I think like you have to back to like like I was kind of joking when I said never have an ego because I think the actual answer to that is have an ego. the, The ego is a balancing act. Like you have to have enough ego to where like you believe in yourself enough to take those types of calculated risks. Like you have to believe that you're good enough to be worth other people listening to, you know? So you have to have like something inside of you that's telling you like, yeah, okay, I'm worthy of being here. I deserve to be on the same stage as these other bands. You know what I mean? But then you don't also want to like let it get to your head to where it's like, now I deserve it more than these other people. You know what I mean? That, that is where you could quickly go down the road to like, cringe that's what we kind of had to start working on was like we were so used to saying yes to everything that we weren't like (laughs) like (laughs) making decisions of like let's do this show because it would probably be best for us right right you know i think there comes a certain time where you know you realize after you've you know maybe put your dues in a little bit like playing all those like yes shows you know i think there comes a point where you know it's it's okay to be selfish and it's okay to be like, to be smart about it. For instance, like I learned, you know, after playing a bunch of little shows and playing the same town, like three times in a month, realizing like, okay, you know, I can't really expect people from the same area to want to come watch me play three times in a month, you know? So like (laughs) saying, saying no to a show so that I can say yes to another one later is sometimes better than just saying yes all the time. You know what I mean? Once you get to a certain point, sometimes, you know, no one knows who you are. You say yes to everything because you just want your name attached to all these other, you want all these built in crowds from that. The other bands that are playing, you know, you want other people to see you. But once you start to get a little bit of name recognition, I feel like that's when you can start to be a little bit more strategic. Exactly. I was laughing because we, dude, we played so many shows. Like I can't even tell you. (laughs) You should have seen our Google Cal. <laughs> like three shows a week for some it was, weeks. It was, it was like insane. Friday, That's Saturday, awesome. Sunday. Or no. Like you said three in a month. It was like at least four in a month minimum, more like eight. Sometimes. Generally oh, wow. in the same area. <laughs> <laughs> we were still like- doing that pretty close up to starting to having to like quarantine ourselves. Um but yeah, I say we stopped doing that around like January. It was sad that we had all of our big club shows. So we said we're going to play every single week, you know, sometimes twice a week until we get all of our club shows in the spring. And so right as we were coming up on all of our club shows, you know, like First Ave and that kind of stuff and Pride and whatnot, 
um, everything just shut down. So now we're just like, shit. It was real bad timing. We were just <laughs> off oh, timing. Yeah. As oh. someone in a band that was taking a similar trajectory, I can unfortunately relate to that experience. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we all, like, Benny just put out a record. I was, I'm like two songs away on vocals of finishing a record and this oh, all God. just happened. To, oh, no. You know, we had recording sessions set up canceled <laughs> yep same <laughs> is what it is could be could yeah. be worse you know no um, it's fine but so as far as um it kind of got me thinking you know once you started talking about like the quarantine hitting you do you guys have any like merch online like people is there anywhere people can go to like support you guys online by whether Bandcamp or purchasing anything online i am very interested in this question <laughs> yes, we have merch on our Bandcamp page. We have uh, t-shirts and beanies, um, and we just sold out of some earrings that we had up there. They're going to be nice earrings soon. Ah, oh, those earrings are so cute. I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're um, really excited about the next uh, Bandcamp Fee Wave Day. I think it's May 1st. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Ooh. But yeah, for that, Benny has I think my favorite merch piece of merchandise in DIY that I've seen so far. The, oh, I'm surprised the, that I haven't gotten the, a cease and desist for that yet. Oh, that's exactly neck. what you're talking about. It's so I took, neck. I took a so there's a black metal band called Mayhem, and yeah. all of the members are like super homophobic. So I was like. What if I took a piece of their artwork and just put it on something that they would hate just to make them upset? Yeah. <laughs> so I put so I put their artwork on a crew neck and I put the caption like black metal but gay under the <laughs> artwork. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. <laughs> that, that it was one of those things where I was like, I smoke weed probably about once every six months. Like maybe on every solstice is probably the <laughs> amount of time that goes by. And that was one of those purchases where I was just laying in bed, looking at my phone, like, oh, this is really good. $352. Let's do it, baby. Put it on the app, put it on yep. the Apple card. And then I woke up the next morning and I was like, Oh, I really did that, didn't I? <laughs> she really did that. <laughs> I think sometimes that's just that speaks to like a, a bigger point though just in general like sometimes when you're in a band you have to just do that type of stuff like i think you know i think those crewnecks were kind of a hit if i remember correctly and i think that's that goes back to the point i was making earlier like you have to you got to believe in what you're doing you know like you got to yeah. trust your gut a little bit and sometimes do things that seem a little bit ridiculous i think oftentimes the best ideas are the ones that you're the most kind of afraid of in a way. Yeah. I've noticed attacking people is a great marketing tactic. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly what I'm saying. We've done that by accident a couple of times. Have you really? (laughs) Attacked last week um, and got like mauled by their, like they have, I did not know that they had sands. Like I truly was dumb that they had sands. But this group chat where they were all just like ready to bully us, and then they realized that we're like normal. Yeah, and then 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 really cool. Yeah, (laughs) and then and then it turned into oh my god, we love you guys. I just bought your merch, (laughs) and now we have stands. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 
That's awesome. Right of Van Fleet stands. <laughs> <laughs> I've always noticed. Oh, that... you say Greta Van Fleet stands? Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I oh, love to hate Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> Don't Watch out. They're going to they're gonna come for you. It wasn't even us. It was a friend of ours. And we got roped in. <laughs> There's yeah. got to be a YouTube video somewhere real quick that just like is... Um, Showing a Greta Van Fleet fan like a Led Zeppelin song, and then asking them how do you, how much do you like this new Greta Van Fleet single, and then be like, oh yeah, this is awesome, and then not realizing they're just listening to Led Zeppelin. I, oh, <laughs> it has to be a thing. If not, I'm going to make it a thing. You should. We'll I've always it. noticed. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, um, but ahead. I've always noticed that our wackiest idea is seem to always get like the best traction like um we had uh these vile earrings that were kind of just i don't they were sorry again brain farting um but they came off as just like a yeah just like a random idea oh what if we you know made vile earrings and then we just kind of like laughed about it and then taylor actually went out and made them and they're so amazing and then we did the knife earrings and it's just the goofiest ideas somehow turn into the best things i think they're like those little glass bottles and we filled it with green dish soap and then put a cork in it and made it an earring <laughs> see that that kind of like plays into this theory that i'm a proponent of when it comes to like what constitutes cool because I, I think like what is cool is like a it's like a circle. So if you go up to the top of the circle, that's like the coolest thing. And then you go around the circle, and then the further the way from cool that you get, eventually you start getting closer to cool again. And mm-hmm. I think like wackiness is is cool in that way. You know what I mean? Like the further away from like Dude, conventional so coolness. Yeah. <laughs> like that I think people in general are and like in when I meet people in person, I'm always such a weirdo because I, I'm honestly like one that's my personality, but two, like I try to break the ice in that way. Like I, I want to like set the standard early, like set the bar (laughs) at weird so that other people can feel comfortable being their weird selves. Like, Like, Oh, if he's going to act like this fucking moron, then I can, this isn't going to work out. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I, it's so much easier to like weed out the the normies that way. <laughs> I'd say we less like even less than we focus on like oh we're a femme fronted band. We actually talk more about how we are like absolute fucking goblins. There um, you go. So, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Before I am, See, oh, I can like, get behind that. <laughs> coolness is also, I feel like, in my opinion, a large part of it has to do with like confidence and like. Like we've been talking about sporadically, just like believing that you can do it. Like nobody, um, nobody knows that it was a joke idea that you had for a second that you were actually like, oh wait, never mind, that's not a joke anymore. I'm gonna make that a real thing. If you go out and give it to the world and you say, here's this real thing I made, they'll never go, oh, that was a joke that they're trying to push off as a real thing. And that's been something that I've had to like come to terms with being in a band and like being vulnerable on that like kind of level and just being like okay nobody knows that i can't move right now because my legs are shaking too much so i'm just gonna bob my head and everybody thinks you know <laughs> everybody's yeah. out back there cool having a good school. time 
Yeah, I think like like you like you said, it is all about confidence. Like just you can even the smallest example of like, you know, an outfit or something. Like if you're if your attitude is look how cool this outfit is, it's not cool. But if your attitude is look how cool I am in this outfit, then it is cool. You know, like people can read that that stuff so easily. I feel like the other thing and, is whether or not you care if people like it or not. Right. Like you wear a wacky ass outfit. And you're like, this is sick. I don't care what you say. Then it, it seems kind of sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's more about the attitude, what it what it conveys. I, I could give two shits about like the actual fashion of it as much yeah. as like what does it say about that person? You know, that's like I was at the bar one time and I saw this guy wearing a fucking bathrobe at the bar, and <laughs> I became good friends with him for that evening because I was like, dude, how is no one talking to you right now? You're wearing a bathrobe, like you gotta give me your life story at this point and like big Lebowski vibes yeah I'm drawn to that shit I I mean some people aren't yeah Brian real quick do you remember what bar that was it was MASH in Ann Arbor okay that checks out (laughs) oh really (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm I'm just like I'm the I don't drink but I have such a I'm fascinated by bar culture in general. It's Oh my gosh, me. I just love being on the outside looking into that and being like, well, I thought that I lived an alternative lifestyle. Oh, what are these, what are these people doing? It's a <laughs> sociological experiment whenever I go out into a college town. Like it's cuz I'm really I'm not a big drinker. Like I you know, when I was in college, I drank more and I had lived a more stereotypical lifestyle and whatever. But now I I hardly ever drink. Like I'll have a White Claw once in a while. And just, you know, almost ironically, because like my more traditionally masculine friends will make fun of me. And like, I like doing things that have those people make fun of me just so that I can like live in the irony. It, it brings me joy. But I love basically what Benny, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling, but oh, I really, that- really... Yeah, why you, dude. <laughs> why are you drinking? Why are you drinking that girly drink? You ever have yeah, beer dude, before? Exactly, man. I'm just like, oh, yeah. I, I think that's just preposterous. I think that's silly. But I love watching guys, especially. Boy. Yeah, I, I my favorite. And I'm sorry if this like strikes a chord for for you guys, but one of my favorite things to witness is a guy f- like trying to hit on a girl but failing, and just like just noting the the techniques that he in his head he thinks that this is a good idea like he thinks it's going to work and just to see it not succeed is just like it's just bliss i feel like i'm watching planet earth or something it's oh, just, this, it brings me so much joy to see something like this that. manic if you can step into the girl. third person it's pretty funny yeah uh, i can't wait to talk about my lifted ass truck to these manic pixie dream girls over here <laughs> that's right dude <laughs> I almost want to ask, like, if there's been, a, like, if you remember any, like, cringe, like, if there's, like, any one-liners that, like, guys at shows will try to, like, use to pick you guys up. Because I just feel like that would be such a... Oh, uh, oh like, just, negging? Be, I've definitely gotten <laughs> negged. Yeah, like, what the fuck? It's like, you're actually pretty good. Like, actually. <laughs> you're an asshole. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Like, someone trying to flirt with me. 
I, I have, oh my god <laughs> i have no clue how someone's brain can misfire so hard that they think that saying that in any context would be appropriate i know <laughs> taylor's got a good one though oh god <laughs> so one time we were at a show and i was running sound um and it was my pa my speaker system um and i was just kind of chilling and uh this one band goes up there cranks their amps uh cranks the gain on the pa and just start ripping and i was just sitting there everyone's like leaving the basement because it's so loud and i go up to them and i'm like hey man like can, can we turn it down just a little bit like it's it's like clearly having a hard time like uh if we could all turn like the uh, amps down a little bit that'd be cool um and they look right. at me, they look at me straight in the eyes and they go but the vibes bro Oh Jesus! submission. <laughs> I literally just like with my mouth hanging. I'm usually like kind of a hard ass bitch, but I was just like, oh, okay. And Tr- translation: I'm a bad singer, and I don't want you to be able to hear it over my guitar. <laughs> well, uh, they had the pan crank too. Everything was oh. just back, and by the end of the night, they had broken my PA. Oh jeez. <laughs> Taylor, I thought you were going to tell the story about the hexagon. Oh, God. Oh, God. oh before Taylor ha- tells the hexagon story, at that same show, that very same band, right before we were about to go on, their bassist, I was, um, they were backlining the uh, bass, bass cab, and um, I was going in to, you know, plug it in. Um, we had been playing shows for a Um, he's hey, let me show you everything. Everything. No, it. Oh no, no, oh no, oh no. Thanks. I actually am completely unable to turn off and off. <laughs> oh no. People oh, out. No. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. We lost them. Oh no. Yeah, was that cutting out the whole time for you guys too? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I wanted to make sure I wasn't the only one hearing robot. Oh no. Hang out. Actually, actually okay. Yeah. Kate, you're cutting out. No. Shit. It's all good. One Dude. of the one of the members of that band was showing Kate how to turn on the bass amp. Oh, and it was geez. a switch. <laughs> that actually said, wow. "Oh, my fucking god!" <laughs> like, hey, could you could you come out to my car and tell me what the like the D and the N and the R means later? Was it me? Really appreciate it. <laughs> I'm delirious. A... I need help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, actually um, not a man, therefore I do not have eyes. So um, I might <laughs> actually. My favorite who's thing... not a man is blind. So my favorite help. My favorite thing is when like dude bros and bands like that also kind of try to use that as a way to hit on the femme presenting person that they're (laughs) oh you you want to know how to turn this on? It's actually quite interesting. You see this there's a switch back here. (laughs) Exactly. Do you know how to turn the snares on? Yeah, I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh jeez, oh Pete. That's Taylor, just... tell your hexagon story. God, I was just—I had to stay late to get paid for one of our uh, shows, and it was at this really sketchy bar where uh, 
some person got picked up and murdered back in like the eighties. But anyways, um, this guy comes up to me and he's really, really fucking drunk. He's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, well, I was just on stage playing in the show. And they said, that's dope. I actually play music too. And I was like, oh, sick. <laughs> what do you play? And he was like, Flute or something? I'm in a Christian rock band. And I laugh straight. Wait, say it again. I am in a Christian rock band. Oh, nope. fuck yeah. Nope. <laughs> Died of laughter. Oh, those dudes are the best. <laughs> Lord. Taylor, how how old uh, did he look to? I can't mm, remember. Who knows? <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, I almost like feel like I need to publicly apologize on behalf of all men who like... Okay, so on one hand, like guys like that make guys like me you look way better like guys with like half have a half a fucking brain they make us look a lot really better brings than... the bar down for you yeah exactly <laughs> but at the same time like i feel like it's guys like that that would cause a girl to like assume if they don't know me that like oh no what's this jackass gonna say you know what i mean like i feel like i'm i'm like we do overcoming. be weary, though we do be hey w- for, with good reason obviously yeah. <laughs> brian you know? i I love how you're like perpetuating the existence of a sliding scale of men based on how many wrinkles that they have in their brain. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm, I'm I'm trying my best out here. I feel like I have a lot. I don't know. I never counted, but yeah, I I just feel like I have to, uh, you know, I'm like working up. It's an uphill battle sometimes to you know it's it's all in your head though you know what i mean like i think like it's funny it kind of reminds me of like how white straight white males when like the whole me too movement was starting and straight white males would be like well i don't even know how to behave and i don't even know what's appropriate what's not it's like do you not really though do you not yeah is it is it really that hard dude hey like guess what that's never been a problem for me ever so like it's you know it's just basic respect sense. kindergarten rules yeah you learn it in kindergarten exactly it's crazy how many men just don't retain information that you're taught in preschool about like <laughs> right hey don't uh <laughs> don't touch someone without their permission just in general yeah like the life's not a football field I've seen is like to compare it like would you want another man to touch your butt no? Okay, then you're not allowed to touch a woman's butt. Right. You know? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, that's just... I. We could probably go on and on in circles. We and could. We would, we would be just, you know, saying all the right things because we all... Preach to the choir, baby. Yeah, because that's where we're, we're all obviously like on the cutting edge. Um, but I wanted to ask you uh, back to back to your band. Sick. This is like maybe a dumb question, but like just your name, Vile. Is that, am I imagining, or is it a play on words? Because I kind of I see it like Vile is obviously one thing, but then it makes me think of like the Vile as in like evil, bad, and you know, it's kind of like the opposite of like your appearance. So I'm just kind of <laughs> curious, like what, where the name came from. No, it was just kind of, I, I came up with it and it was just kind of a, uh, um, I was like, 
I think I was online. I think I was just like reading through something and I was like, vile, huh? It's a cool word. It's uh, <laughs> nice think- an accident. Band. Who knows? I think in the scene, we're missing a lot of uh, one word band names. I feel like that's a trend that needs to continue because it's dope as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Says Benny from Boyfrenders. Vile by Vile has been tossed around like V-I-L-E by Vile. Uh, and I should oh. sick. Right? We should yeah. think it's sick. <laughs> I think that would be, honestly I think that'd be kind of cool. I mean I'm in a, another band that's one word too so I can't can't hate on it. I got to love the one word band names. Split um, in half on whether we like that or not. Yeah. <laughs> um so do you, do you guys have any like I don't know how recently the album came out but do you guys you said you were had some recording days set up. Do you um have plans for like another record maybe like another single ep or are you able to talk LP2, about it baby yet? lp2 oh fuck yeah um we Sweet just really like people. so it might be a hot second before we release anything again but um hopefully by like the end of the year who knows yeah it's it's, it's kind of tough to say at this point yeah that is something made. that i am very excited for Yay, thank you. I don't want to spoil it, but it's pretty good. Uh, it slaps. It's pretty sick. Do you feel <laughs> um has like how do you how would you feel that it differs from from the first record? Like just, just musically, thematically, or whatever have you. Um, so first of all, I switched over to my phone. Is my voice a little better? It's That's great. Better. Yeah, sounds yeah. good. Hell yeah. Um well, just speaking from personal experience, um, I have grown a lot as an instrumentalist uh, since we released Grow Up and gotten more comfortable with the bass again. Um, I went through like a two-year period where I wasn't really playing music in any capacity. And so then we, we started this and started writing songs for Grow Up. And I kind of just was trying to refigure out how to do anything. And so now with whatever uh what we're writing now i'm i think it's i don't know i'm sorry um it's a bit we've all definitely improved a lot yeah progress progress was the word i was looking for (laughs) a progression growth feels more mature for sure which is kind of cute because the first album's like the baby album we had been a band like actively touring for like maybe three months when we when or actively playing sorry um for maybe three months when we first recorded that. So now we're like almost a year and a lot more mature for sure. Cool. We definitely like in the beginning, we didn't really know what our sound was. And now I think we've, we've established. I think oftentimes you see bands like their second record will be like, the one you know like they maybe they need the first one to like figure out what what it is that they're trying to do yeah and then it really really comes together on the second so i think if people liked your first then you know i'm sure they'll be pleased with whatever you've been working on i hope so that'd be so fun (laughs) (laughs) it's always the hope right it's always the hope like hopefully this doesn't just stop one day like because i also hear that like 
you know, sometimes you can really fucking bite it on the second record. So I'm sitting here sweating balls. Like, what <laughs> we're if- not going to bite it though, because some of those songs are really good. <laughs> what if this sucks? <laughs> <laughs> but we like it. So who cares? That's, yeah, exactly. That, that sums it up. Like, as long as you're happy with what you're doing at a given time, you know, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. that's what, that's what it's all about. And I think like <laughs> people can sense when you're not doing it for that reason anymore. At least I feel like I can. Like yeah. when a band uh, puts out a, just a clunker of an album and I'm just like, oh, yeah, you, uh, you just assume that care. I'm just going to keep following you no matter what. Like, no. I, I drop my a name. Loyal... Go for drop it. Drop a name. Remo oh, drive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. I mean, like, oh, I'm, boy. I even think like back. In, I think back further. Like you know, Fallout Boy from was oh, like from my, my time. Oh no, that's oh, like the worst God. example that I can think of. Like they, th- I was just like obsessed with Fallout Boy, and then they started writing really. Well, they stopped being a band for a while, and then they came back as like a top 40 industry plant and i was just yeah. like oh save oh. rock and roll you're not a fan no i think that's incredibly ironic song title because they basically just killed it with, with <laughs> okay let me step in in a <laughs> in a five three percent defense of that album because the other 97 percent of it's not that great but that that's track fair. with elton don whew, catch me crying at the club <laughs> catch me crying at the club you know like to be fair like i haven't dove into them much more than you know beyond like the singles like i've tried i really have tried but it's uh i, I don't want to turn this into like i hate fallout boy because i really loved them i really did it's it's just like i just feel like i was with someone and they cheated on me with <laughs> With someone who like wears a flat bill hat or something, I don't know. It just felt really bad. One of those. Panic. (laughs) Oh, I could go on about panic. Don't even get me started. (laughs) Yeah, that too. That was another one. First two albums, fire, absolute fire. And then, hey, we're vices and virtues is okay. I will defend it. it. I'm a fan. That's fine. I haven't listened to it enough. I just know that like it's the band quit on him basically because they wanted to go in different directions. After Pretty Odd is when I after that I I just checked out. I thought Pretty Odd was a masterpiece. I thought the, mm. both of the it first was very two different than anything else. Yeah, it's always the first one. Honestly, like it was like no one was was doing that. Like they had like the first record was like two different halves, like two distinct halves, like one, like more electronic and then one like stripped down, almost like ragtimey type songs. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know how they went from that to just like gone, just a pop yeah. act. I mean, it's sad. It's what it is. It's what it is. But, um, I think we'll probably wrap it up. I, I mean, unless you got any more questions, Benny, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of questioned out to be honest. Start asking you guys questions. You can if you want. Yeah, I mean, go for it. I mean, also, by all means. KT's gone. Where's KT? I don't know. We just kind of lost them. But I feel very much at home because I don't have three K- KTs, KDs against me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you got two against you always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a half Katie. That's my middle name. I got. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Daywalker. <laughs> Do you not have nicknames for each other? Because I three Katie's and like 
How do you do that? Surprisingly, we we never get confused. No, just got to over enunciate. Unless we use accents, <laughs> then accents usually start to fuck us up. Yeah. It's I was hoping Katie. you guys would have the Minnesota, the stereotypical Minnesota accents, but I'm not hearing it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've grown up in Minnesota. Do I have it? Can't tell. No. It, it, the one I'm referring to is like the, oh, I'm from Minnesota. Don't you know? Like that type of shit oh, that you dude, hear on like, like Saturday North. Night Live. That's like my grandparents. <laughs> but you do hear that? Like, I just want to hear that in real life that's one day. See, I wasn't even aware that that accent existed in real life. I thought that that accent existed in like Fargo and that was it. Oh, that's, See, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Exaggerated, but, it, but it is a thing. Oh, it that, is that, a thing. That feels good. I'm glad to know that. It's the, oh. it's the O's. It's all. Oh. Oh. <laughs> like I have a friend named Joe and he has a pretty strong accent. So we all call him Jewel. Jewel. <laughs> Jewel. I love I that. I love the bell curve of like going from like the northernmost part of the U.S. where there's like an extremely kind of sounds like almost fake accent. And then you get towards the middle where it's like it kind of evens out. And then you get to the south where it's like, oh, we're just back to the ridiculous accents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, like I, I've been told that like I uh, my sisters went to school in Florida and I'm, I've been in Michigan my whole life. And like I go down there and be told that I had an accent and like I took me a while to realize it but it's like i guess midwesterners we say act like i say accent whereas a lot eh. of people say like yeah it's like the the long a's or something i don't know i feel like i speak english the way it's intended minnesota you get some like a like bagel oh uh, that sounds like almost canadian yeah <laughs> i mean we're close to canada yeah that's true close well, to we God. are too actually we're like benny and i were like 20 minutes from canada we're actually supposed to be up in your, your leg of the woods. Uh, last Sunday, we were supposed to play in Houghton. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Houghton? I think it's called Houghton. Is it? Houghton? Yeah. It's Houghton, like, Houghton Lake area. This is so embarrassing. Houghton? <laughs> hey, it's all good. I think like 12 people have heard of it. So Houghton. It's like, that's where people from southern Michigan, they go up during the summertime to like ride boats and stuff i'm pretty sure <laughs> oh i feel i feel so silly because i thought that that was in the western part of the lower peninsula goes to goes to show my my intelligence towards my well, home state i think it is i think it is but it's I like think it's it, is it houghton yeah because I, I thought houghton was like western michigan faster horses territory no that's that's like brooklyn uh irish hills that's like Ferris for horses. Wherever but. we were going was an upper peninsula, right? Okay. God. Um, I'm trying to think what's college. up there. Marquette the most- is up there. Michigan Tech. Uh, oh. It was Michigan Tech. Sault Ste. Marie, maybe? Yes. Yeah, most, I don't know. The most beautiful <laughs> place I've ever been to in my life. Oh, really? Sick. Yeah, See, it's gorgeous up there. I'm so glad Viol- we got to go see it. When your new record comes out, you can come back on the podcast, but we're just going to do like a breakdown of the United States map. We're just going to talk about like where things are, which kind of does lead me to an actual question though, before we kind of like wrap it up. Cause I forgot to ask about touring, but have you guys gone on any tours at all? No, uh, we had a baby one and then an actual one that were set up that have both been canceled due to the pandemic. Uh. 
Yes. Also, I have a kind of funny story um, from a conversation maybe like 10 minutes ago, but um, on the mixing up name things. Um, oh, yeah. When accents happen, I, I have mixed up a name once in a really embarrassing way. Um, so I'm Kate, right? <laughs> we were at a show and I went up to Taylor and I said, hey, Kate. Um, and I don't think I've ever done anything dumber. <laughs> Someone your own name. Terrible. Narcissist. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, um, I tell bands this once they've been on the podcast, they're always welcome back. So, like, if you ever uh, have something to promote, like, say, when you know you got the new record out, if you want to do like a press tour type thing, feel free to hit us up. We'll ha- we're happy to deep dive ask you all the questions you want to be asked and then yeah. some about it. So <laughs> For sure. we'd love yeah. to have you all back. Yeah. You're so nice. I want to be back. <laughs> yeah. And you know, like, like Benny said, like either one of us could probably hook you up uh, when it comes to like actually playing in like Southeast Michigan, Detroit area. So, you know, just reach out if you ever oh, want to come through. We'll get a dope show set up. Yeah. As soon as we're so awesome. allowed to leave our houses. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly and then we'll get there might... someday <laughs> hell yeah well um yeah it's been a pleasure i think i'll have you uh just like plug where people can find you online and all that stuff and then we'll just wrap it up oh thanks brian people can find me online at, at <laughs> <laughs> now i'm just joshing oh we can be found everywhere um all of our usernames are at V-I-A-L-M-P-L-S. Um, File Minneapolis, baby. Baby. Twitter, Instagram. Um, please like our page on Facebook. It's dead and we want to look cool and famous. Um, <laughs> we have a YouTube. We're yeah. on Spotify, also- Bandcamp, everything you can imagine. Sick. TikTok, soon TikTok. Oh no. <laughs> 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 Gotta get there. I actually have TikTok downloaded on my phone and I I haven't opened it yet. I'm so I'm good. Scared. It's I so only good. I only go Everything. on TikTok to see videos of uh famous movie director Harmony Corinne tap dancing to like I'm blue abadi bye. Wow. <laughs> if I was green what a I would die. Yeah. Accidentally open the TikTok. Oh, I just I have the app too, and I never like um, open it on purpose. But whenever I accidentally open it, I'm on it for probably an hour and a half minimum. Yeah, yep. Just sucked in. Yep, it's 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 a time suck for sure. But all right, I will. Uh, I'll let you guys know when this is going to be coming out. It'll probably be in the next uh, next few weeks. I've been banking a bunch of episodes during this quarantine. Um, <laughs> But yeah. it could be literally, literally Monday, or it could be like two or three weeks from now. So I'll I'll keep you in the loop, and I'll tag and everything, and all that. So hopefully, you know, uh, some people will go buy your merch after listening to this, and hopefully, some people are supporting you guys, and hopefully, you guys are all hanging in there and everything during this uncertain time. There you have it, folks. I'm trying this new thing called outros. Um, that was vile. Um, 
check them out. You know, they mentioned in, during the episode where you can find them. But, you know, if you can't figure out where to find a band on the Internet, you know, I'm sorry. This podcast isn't going to be able to help you. Um, but, yeah, make sure you follow the podcast at ITN Pod on Twitter, at Invite the Neighbors on Instagram. Um, we're on Facebook, too, but I rarely ever, ever use it. Um, and then Patreon, if you like what you hear, you want to support the podcast, patreon.com slash Invite the Neighbors. Thank you for listening.